This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 65, as all quiet on the New York Rangers front. The Stanley Cup final has started, and Vegas is up one nothing. We'll talk about that. Uh, some interesting notes around the league in terms of head coaching, and you know we'll kind of get all into that. Um, but first, I have to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I've been loving the weather recently. Uh, I just upgraded my internet in my home because it was absolute garbage beforehand. If anyone who uh, is a big wig at Optimum listens to this, I mean, not that it's your fault, but I've tried for uh, since I moved into this apartment to have you come out and fix the problems I've been having with my internet. Uh, and you just tell me we've made a ticket for it. That's all we can do. Uh, so I'm a Verizon Fios uh, person now, and it's super fast. I've had no dropouts. I've had no problems. Uh, so I'm a much happier person. So James, obviously through the power of editing, I, I you don't hear it too much, but constantly dropping out and then having to reconnect to the call with James and he's left waiting and it, it just causes so many problems. And sometimes when I'm editing random audio dropouts and all this annoying things, no more because I have internet that act is actually reliable now. So very happy about that. I have to say out of all the internet's that I've had throughout the years. Verizon has been, the Fios was superb. Could not say enough good things. Yeah. Um, the only issue I ever had with them is that I lived in an apartment building and one day the internet just non-existent. So we called them and they're like, yeah, no, we see just nothing. I don't know if there's anything we could do. Spend about two hours on the phone with Verizon find out that they're doing construction and knock the building down behind us. And as they knock the building down behind us, they literally destroyed all the Fios cables that ran into our building. Jesus. So they had that fixed in two days and then gave us three months for free. So really? That's yeah. Oh, they were. I mean, you should have seen them. They like took over the whole site. (laughs) Like they were not happy. Um, do not cross Verizon. That's all I'll have to say. Um, but they made it right. And uh, yeah, so um, that was the only problem that I ever had with them. And uh, yeah, it sounds like they went above and beyond. So very happy to uh, be uh, on the Verizon family bandwagon. I feel like I should have a shirt and everything. But cool. we, should, we should get be <laughs> sponsored by them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Andy, uh any, anything else new in in, uh, in your world in terms of uh, just I feel like we haven't done a podcast in a while? Uh, not much. I mean, obviously, we've uh, game one of the Stanley Cup final just went down. Uh, the Brennan Othman's run for the Memorial Cup is over. Um, it, you know, also, there is apparently there was some mix-ups with 
beat writers assuming that Peter Laviolette had already been interviewed by the New York Rangers when, in fact, he had just got interviewed the other day and was in New York as of a couple days ago. So that's why everyone's like, oh, you said they were going to hire Peter Laviolette and they didn't. Well, apparently he didn't interview when everyone thought he did. But at the same time, you know, they're going to interview Patrick Waugh sometime this next week, I think. So and I think at the end of the day, the one thing you could say for sure is that they are trying to they're trying to draw it out, see what options are made available. I don't think they honestly, I think what you can say at this point is that I don't think there's any, unless Mike Sullivan, who we now know will not be made available, obviously, but Mm -hmm. unless he was to shake loose, I don't think they're sold a hundred percent on any single candidate. I think they want to talk to everyone see what maybe they say in their interview, what their philosophy is, how they would approach, ask some questions, how they would approach it, see how they jive with Chris Drury. I mean, obviously there's a lot of connections, you know, uh, he played in Colorado with Patrick Waugh. Uh, he knows John Hines from his time at BU, um, you know, and who knows what other connections he has with some of the other uh, coaches that may or may not be available, but, I just think it's pretty clear that he's going, the New York Rangers are going to take their time. They're probably hoping that something happens that Sheldon Keefe is made available and they can at least interview him. But his comments today make it seem like he probably would get extended by the Maple Leafs. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Um, now that there's a, a new regime with Bradtree living there and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, the switch with Kyle Dubas now the, having the big job with as president of hockey ops in Pittsburgh. So I think they just want to see if any surprises pop up, make it drag out. They, you have to imagine they want it set before the draft, which is true. But also I will say this. I do think the league is not keen on coaching hires being announced during the Stanley cup final. I definitely agree with you there. Um, I feel like almost I mean, not that it's it's buzzy buzzworthy throughout the, you know, um, the, I, I, I'll say this because hockey is not such a popular sport. I think they don't want the larger markets, especially like New York, the frontline headlines of the newspapers talk about the New York Rangers, you know, head coaching job. I think they'd rather have it still be, you know, a Stanley Cup final, you know, blurb, uh, you know, making the back page or something. You know, I, I really don't think that it helps right now, especially like even me, I'll even say this, Andy, it, the coaching change is probably like a pretty big distraction because my first thought of when I go on NHL.com or, you know, you know, Google anything about the New York Rangers, it's whether or not they, you know, they're interviewing coach. I, the Stanley cup final, so secondary right now to me, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I certainly feel that. Um, I mean, it's it's weird. I, I I don't necessarily feel that way. Obviously, there was a lot of I for me personally, there's a lot of anticipation going into game one. It played out pretty much how I thought it was going to play out that as at least for game one, I'm not saying for any ma- making any grand sweeping uh, sweeping uh, proclamations, ma- uh, proclamations about this series. But at the end of the day, I just think there's a lot more similar with these two forward cores. I'd maybe give the slight edge to Florida, but I just think the D on the, uh, the golden Knights is just so is superior and just 
they're so well coached by Cassie, the way they activate on almost every play and they can all cycle. It's just, you know, it's just a marvel to watch just coming down from the blue line, a forward taking their spot and just creating havoc and confusion, watching Mark Stahl basically starfish for, you know, most of that game. Uh, so played out basically how I thought, but it's a lot of series left and the cats at least look game. It was a, the score I don't think was really as indicate indica- indicative of, of how the game was. It wasn't that one sided really. I thought it was a real back and forth, but, um, but as, as far as your comment about, obviously my primary thought is on who the New York Rangers next coach is going to be. Uh, I think if, as if this can be a back and forth series, the interest will be there. But I, I think I, by now, at least for me, my my head is saying, even though my heart wants Florida, my head is saying Vegas is going to probably wrap this up in le- less than seven. Yeah. Well, the, the, all right. So if I'm being completely transparent, the first thing I'd look for is to see if Mike Sullivan got fired. That was number one. Number two was whether or not the Rangers are interviewing, you know, coach X, Y, and Z. And then third was to see, you know, what, you know, what was happening in terms of, you know, going into the Stanley Cup final. So um, the the Vegas Golden Knights probably played a much tougher series in the Dallas Stars. And I knew Vegas was going to take game one without a doubt. Now, I think Florida dropping this first game, no shock, but they have to come out and win game two. If they don't, I think this is Vegas' series. Like you said, they'll wrap this thing up early. But the one thing that you know, I think Florida has going for them is that they got that first game under the belt. I think if uh, – God, who missed the empty net? If they score that goal, um, you might as well just call him – we'll call him Strom. Um, if he you know, hit, makes that shot and that goes in – you know, you're talking about a different type of hockey game. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that I think the Florida's Florida, if they can respond in game two, they could definitely win this series. If you know, this is obviously this is basically game seven, game two. Um, not that Florida can't do it since, you know, the series is never over until you lose at home. But man, that, that'll be a huge uphill battle. Um yeah, so start, sorry about my rambling. Maybe we no. can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I have like 50 different things. I'm reading. I, I have the, I have a Sullivan article up because I'm like the the headline almost made it seem like they weren't they were not gonna keep him. And then I read when I read it again, I'm like, okay, they are keeping him because I almost got my hopes up that he was on his way out. But um, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I was gonna say that. Uh, geez, sorry. Now, as I'm now as I'm talking, my I'm I'm boasting about how good my internet is, and now my headphone cable is is shorting out as I'm like. In. Um, no, what I was going to say is that, yeah, it seems that at least with the uh, the Cup final, we're here getting a lot of. There's a lot of news and rumors about things that might potentially happen because, again, I think it's the league's prerogative to try and. Make you know rumors are going to come out, but they don't want things officially going down. Obviously, obviously, um, other than Kyle Dubas getting, but that was prior to game the series starting. Yeah, getting named as the new general manager. But I mean, we we basically heard a rumor that, uh, or is it substantiated? I guess that Mike Babcock will be the next coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets when his uh, contract with Toronto officially ends uh, after this month. 
So that's pretty wild. Uh, Mike Babcock back in the NHL, especially for a young team that's got a lot of talent like that. It, they honestly, they kind of seem like when you look at their makeup, it, it's it is very Toronto esque of a, of six years ago. When you kind of think about it, with just you know you've obviously they don't have a, a Matthews level first line center, but you know, they have Goudreau and they have, they have talented players that are, I'm sure maybe are more so of the, the pure talent perspective and maybe not so much of the, the grit perspective, you know what I mean? And Goudreau and line a, uh, and Kent Johnson, you know what I mean? And they have a lot of up and coming uh, talent in that pipeline too. But uh, yeah, it's obviously an interesting choice for them, uh, but apparently uh, Rick Nash had a big part in advocating for him. And you got it. You have to wonder if Mike Babcock has learned anything from the way it went down in uh, Toronto after getting fired or playing mind games with Mitch Marner. You know what I mean? Uh, he doesn't yeah. have the most. Not a lot of his former players hate his goddamn guts. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but who knows? Maybe he understands. Uh, well, we said this about Torts, and it's not like. Torts is a guy that even nice Torts has a uh, overstays his welcome, but I guess at the same time, so does Gerard Gallant, right? Some coaches just they're there, they burn at their own temperature and they just burn out quicker than others. You know what I mean? They don't have the staying power, but you know, they'll, they'll make them an indelible mark for how bright they burn, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a, it's an interesting coaching change. Uh, it just, I don't know, man. It, there's something like I'll say this about Columbus. When, whenever you know, you you can almost say this almost about every other team. You can probably throw the Coyotes in there. I'm trying to think if there's another market, maybe like a Seattle. But Seattle, you know, they they don't their coaching is not in in question, or or even their organization. You know, even though they're so new, just I would really say Columbus and Arizona are the two spots where. Where whenever they get a big name, either the, either a player or a coach, you almost like scratch your head. You're like, you know, what's the motive behind like this like hiring? Like, is this guy using you know this just to get back into the league, or you know, is Babcock you know actually serious and wanting to coach, uh, you know, a, a very promising up and coming team? Now, whether or not all those players decide to stay in Columbus, you know, in the future is obviously you know, a story untold, but, you know, again, I just, you know, I always scratch my head and, and good for them. Like, I'm happy. I hope it works out. You know, it like, I don't have, I have nothing against Columbus. I mean, I, although the people of Columbus hate me since I wrote an article for the morning skate a few years ago and man, they just came at me big time saying it was like the worst market maybe to play in, but whatever, uh, just my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, very interesting, uh, very interesting hiring. And I am just kind of uh, uh, perplexed with that. Uh, is it? Am I wrong to have that kind of reaction? Like you're almost like I guess Babcock didn't have any other choice, so he just wanted to take a job with Columbus. I know it's a bad mindset to have, Andy, but like that's how I feel. No, I mean, I, again, I I think there's definitely I think like there's when Gaudreau signed there, it was kind of just like, wait, what? Columbus? What is you he, know, nuts? I mean. Well, the funny thing is a lot of former players that even after they get traded, keep houses there. I think Cam Atkinson still has a home there. Uh, Rick Nash wanted to come back to live there. You know what I mean? Uh, And a lot of them like the life there. I think it's 
you know, I think you can have live in a nice area and the taxes aren't crazy like they are in some other parts of the country. Um, yeah, obviously it's not the sexiest place to play, but at the same time, I think it's one of those places. It's not obviously the weather's pretty agreeable. You know what I mean? So you don't it's not like one of those places like per, per let's say Winnipeg that has to deal with or even Edmonton that has to maybe deal with that sometimes where they're like, oh, well, the, the weather's brutal. I don't want to live there. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, other than Arizona, which and the, again, I've said this before in a in a vacuum, there's no reason why an NHL wouldn't want to play in Arizona. It's dry. There's golf courses everywhere. There's plenty of it's you know, there's plenty of outdoor nightlife stuff to do. You know what I mean? In a oh, vacuum, yeah. it's just, but it's the organization is the problem is that, that, that they're, they're cheap and, you know, they're currently playing, you know, just their lack of sustained successes has them. I mean, you look at the way the Panthers arena has filled itself up and how presumably this run is going to help them next year. Their attendance should be pretty good. I mean, you look at Carolina, which was a bit of a mausoleum for the last couple of years. Uh, until they got competitive, but they've had a few years of sustained success. And now that's a rocking building. You know what I mean? So it's all it takes. And, and players love playing at Carolina now. You know what I mean? It's because again, another place, great taxes, you know, great tax breaks down there. Uh, a nice neighborhoods to live in, you know, amenable weather. So there's, there's really no, yeah, I don't know. It's like, there's very few NHL franchises that in a vacuum, you shouldn't want to be and it's more about the state of the franchise and your if whether or not you're confident that they can put a winning product on the ice and obviously the blue jackets have a ton of talent in their pipeline it's just about putting it together you know uh, i think yarmo line is a great gm i think he's very good at drafting uh it's got to come together obviously they've, they've lost talent over the last few years like seth jones and although well, that i was might gonna say I, I feel like their talent retention is the problem more so than drafting. yeah no absolutely but I mean, they getting Goudreau is a huge boon for them. And, and line A, it's like, you know, you have to get the disgruntled. You you can promise some of these players like, look, you know, you got a bad rep here. We they don't have the luxury of of playing hardball with some players. So at the same time, they're just like, look, man, like we we'll give you first. T- we'll give you whatever you want. First line ice time, you know, just come here. So but at the same time, it's like they have a competitive disadvantage, you know, so. That's why, like you said, there ten- it's not the drafting and finding players. They've actually, Crackle Line's been pretty good at that, uh, but it's the, it's the retention. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You can check lines and odds for upcoming games at the DraftKings Sportsbook app and pick the bet that fits you best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. Or text Hope New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus most in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, again, one of those organizations that until they get over the hump, like, you know, obviously you go back a few years ago when they were able to sweep, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just like it's so must be so frustrating that you, they can't build off of years like that. Like the next year, they just basically lose everybody. And that year they did go for it and they gave up some draft capital, um, you know, and they did bring in some players. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just there's zero retention there. And, you know, that's when you got to hope like players like Rick Nash can, you know, you know, kind of, you know, stabilize that organization in terms of, you know, recruiting these guys, not only just to come here, but to stay here. You know, you don't want Goudreau to leave once, you know, they're able to, you know, make a deal with Philly, you know, and send him that way. You know, you want him to stay there. He's a, a player that could help get him into, you know, that organization into the playoffs and, and hopefully, you know, be competitive, especially, you know, you're going to need you're going to need to be damn near perfect next year, I think, to to make the playoffs in the East. And, you know, I, again, we can even talk about this as the Rangers, you know, next year. I don't, I don't think the playoffs are a guarantee lock. I think they should be very, very nervous looking at these teams that are up and coming, especially, you know, Pittsburgh has got like an, I feel like a new look at life. You know, Buffalo is going to take another step forward. Ottawa is going to take another step forward. Detroit's going to take another step forward. I don't know what Washington and Philly is going to be like, but, you know, you feel like Montreal and Columbus are both trending in the right direction. So um, speaking of organizations, Andy, and I, I, I maybe I'm a fool for asking this, but is there is this a guarantee that the league is getting two more teams? I mean, it's see, it, I definitely think it seems like it's going in that direction. Uh, where is the question? We've seen people like Kevin Weeks uh, hint at Houston. Uh, obviously, we've seen some uh, former players hint at perhaps Atlanta getting another team. Uh, there's still rumors that Quebec City might. I mean, isn't Gary Bettman supposed to meet with? Uh, I forget. He's like the owner of someone. What? I think he's meeting with someone who owns a team somewhere. I forget. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I just think there's a lot of options for the league right now. I mean, it just seems like it. I just, just based on how well it's gone so far for Vegas and Seattle uh, and, and how much the Ottawa senators are going to sell for. Um, although I do believe when asked, Bill Daly said the NHL expansion will not be on the docket of the June board meeting uh, the other okay. day. So I do say that, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. But, uh, oh, I think it was Salt Lake City, whoever, you know, oh, right, right, was right. on the table. So you have potentially you have Salt Lake City, Houston, Atlanta, Phoenix, uh, which you would presume would mean that they would move uh, one of the teams from the west to the east. Yeah, that would be Chicago. Yeah, which is I funny. Mean, Illinois is technically the Midwest, but they'll it'll be the Mid East. Well, the Bulls now. are in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. So they would move them over, probably. You know, yeah, so. and it's not like I mean, they I know they have a rivalry with Nashville, but you know, let's pretend that that's no. It's just they're going to push Bedard into the East, yeah. and you know, make him a, a star that's going to be playing in prime time every single night. 
as uh, you know, we try to just you know. What 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 year did water. what year did Vegas come in the league? Was that twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen, yeah. Twenty seventeen. Okay, and so Seattle came in last year in twenty twenty the twenty one twenty two season. So you know, yeah, it seems every roughly every five four or five years that there will be another expansion. So who knows? Maybe in 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 two or three years we'll have yet another team. You know. Yeah, I, a 32 to me is the limit. I mean, I don't know. I, like, I just can't imagine. Like, they're, then they're going to do expanded playoffs. If they introduce two more teams, you know without a doubt they're going to do the oh, NBA yeah, you, you, style. You'd, you'd have to, though, because you can't. Yeah, no, I you, agree. You just, you just can't have too much, that much of your league not making the playoffs. It's just not good for anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah, no, I understand that. It's just, you know, I don't know. It just seems like that's just a lot of teams. And listen, I'm not even uh, like really against like the expanded playoffs. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like if you're under 500, you shouldn't like make the playoffs. And that's what I fear. Not that that I think it will ha- will happen in the NHL like it does, I think, in the NBA. But, you know, if you're you're the quote unquote 10th seed and you're below 500, I just don't agree with you being able to to make the playoffs. I just think that there should be some sort of, you know, expectation for some of these teams during the regular season. Um, but that's just me. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people that disagree. But, yeah, that's, you know, that's how I feel. Uh, another question on this, Andy, mm-hmm. uh, with the success of the Kraken and obviously the Golden Knights, um, the fact that the Golden Knights are in the Stanley Cup final, potentially going to win a Stanley Cup, does that annoy you in any way, shape, or form that that this fan base is going to celebrate a Stanley Cup without really ever having to go through any, you know, turmoil or stress or agony or pain? <sighs> Oh man, uh, say say that again because I really want to take that one in. You know, as as a as a fan of the New York Rangers, yeah. you know, watching the fan base of the Vegas Golden Knights celebrate potentially a Stanley Cup without ever having to go through any heartbreak, you know, just a gut wrenching loss, uh, uh, just failed seasons, failed expectations. Uh, they did miss the playoffs last year due to injury. That was pretty tough. Oh, cry <laughs> river. I mean, oh. I know. Um, you know, you, you go I will say this. Of- it is it is what at the end of the day, I, it's like one of those things that I, I get mad and then I realize, no, no, no. And Andy, Andy, this is. Uh, that's the problem is that I, why am I directing my anger at the New York Rangers and another team? That's just in how they get away with it. They I'm letting the Rangers get away with it because Vegas took, took a, takes a lot of sh- shit for how they're not loyal. And I've been, listen, I've been one of the biggest uh, detractors of how they've treated players in the past and just not having any loyalty and doing this and that. But that being said, they went after a great coach they got it. They've developed uh, the players that they get. They see players seem to get better when they get there. Uh, they had the balls to do the Eichel thing, it's coming off the surgery, and go, lo and behold, he looks incredible. You know, he's going to probably win a cup before McDavid now. Uh, 
you know, they paid heavy prices for the guys they wanted. Mark Stone, who's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? They they go after assets that will help them. You know what I mean? They've had to make some let some some players go. They probably didn't want to let go. But that being said, they just they've got a perfect mix. They've been great. Their back end is expertly constructed. Uh, and yeah, they, the, they can f- make a lot of, they have some high quality players and they can make, they made them all fit through good contracts and or going and getting guys that were maybe a little undervalued in other places. Uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, if, if they win the cup, then they'll have to deal with it down the line. So obviously I'm mad, but they, if you ask me, it's like, who's has a better chance of winning the cup with Vegas coming in. To, since Vegas was was about to come to the league, I would have said the New York Rangers. Obviously, Vegas has been to the Cup final twice and, since the, you know coming into the into the league. So, you know, uh, but again, it's also yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool place to play. I mean, that whole like everyone watching at the pool, like, like them on their road games, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, uh, but so yes, obviously, it does it make me furious. Absolutely. Do I think they've gone through the amount of heartbreak the Rangers fans have? Absolutely not. Uh, does that? Do I think that it's like I could say, no, they haven't been through enough heartbreak, but then I have to examine myself. Why must us as Rangers fans go through this much heartbreak? Why haven't we had more success? That's obfuscating, and that's redirecting the blame where it should go on fucking management. New York Rangers brass and management, and honestly, Glenn Sather, the one common fucking denominator in this team for the last however long yeah on his watch they've done jack shit and just because for whatever reason jim dolan because maybe because he cares more about playoff revenue than an actual championship uh you know so and uh, then yeah why i'll just redirect your energy a little bit but kind of you know within the same realm here the does do you get any feeling or do you have any theory on it being the Florida Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights, both of which were the last two teams that um, Gerard Gallant has coached? Uh, uh, no, I actually think that's more of a of a coincidence, if honestly, because I did think about that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But that being said, you look at the makeup of those teams and they are pretty different. Gallant never had. Yes, he had Marcheseau and Carlson. And and uh, I guess he had what he had Alec Martinez on that team, maybe. But other than that, it's like a oh, pretty different cast of characters. Didn't have Eichel, didn't have Mark Stone, uh, you know, didn't have Shea Brett the- Howden or he had Shea Theater, excuse me, but didn't. <laughs> yes, didn't have Brett Howden, didn't have Petrangelo. Uh, so, you know, I don't, so, and uh, the same thing with, with, uh, a lot of the players he had on Florida, other than obviously he had Barkov, uh, didn't have the goaltender, uh, he had Ekblad and Barkov, you know, but I'm trying to think of whoever else, I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but everyone else is different, you know, so it's, it's a two, it's a different team. It's just, I think it goes to show that, you know, maybe, and he did like I said, he made it to the cup finals first year with those teams. Uh, obviously didn't make it to any cup finals with, with Florida, but, uh, you know, I hopefully it goes to show that you learn something through hiring a Gerard Gallant about, uh, 
well, they, you know, you will say this. I think both those teams, when they moved on, they immediately, even though it didn't work with Brunette. Uh, well, who did Florida hire right after they fired Gallant? Was it Burnett? Ooh. Or there was guy. There had to be someone in between. I'm gonna actually. Sorry, I gotta look that up right now. Florida Panthers head uh, coaches. Sorry, great podcast because I'm gonna go to hockey reference. But uh, you know, hold on. Uh, oh, I forgot about Quenneville before getting fired. But after oh, Gallant yeah. got fired, they brought in. Uh, Tom Rowe, who I, th- I assume that was like that was like an assistant who just had a set like finished the season out, or yeah. no, no, he he got a full season, but uh, he's his name is Highland Green. Uh, oh no, that means spent entire NHL co- coaching career with the Panthers. Bob Booner, Boogner, I for- I forgot about. Uh, so yeah, they had two failed coaches in there. They had Quenville come in, uh, who was, you know. Eh, with them, but maybe didn't go as well as they had hoped. Obviously, they had Burnett, who they won the the uh, President's Trophy because he really brought in a excellent uh, offensive scheme to that team. They're great at generating offense, but they got what swept in the in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so yeah, obviously he got fired. But yeah, so I don't know if there's really, uh, you know, I think obviously we look for patterns to make ourselves feel better. Like we, we should be in line for that next. Again, the light Rangers should be in line to draft, finally draft a uh, generational talent. The Rangers should be in line to finally not trade, trade for someone who far exceeds expectations. It just, they should be in line for a lot of things, but they have a way of fucking all those things up. So yeah, again, it always comes back to the same thing. It's that the Rangers, have competitive advantage other teams don't, but they have a huge disadvantage in that uh, the people making the decisions, they say they want to do things the right way, and then something shiny like goes in their way, and it, it just it it steals their gaze, and they just get off track, and it just derails the whole derails the whole thing, and then you know they I my grandfather had a famous saying James. You say, you know what your problem is? You want to get to heaven without dying. Well, Basically, they don't want to feel any pain. They're like, we're going to feel pain. And then <laughs> shiny, th- you know, Panera. Uh, and it's like, yeah, obviously some of those were smart, like smart. Yeah. Like Adam Fox falls in your lap. Yeah. Your lap. Yeah. Take them. Our Tony Panera wants to sign with you. Uh, you know, yeah, obviously the players that uh, that caliber don't come around a lot. But at the same time, it's like you just look at some of the the chance and especially this year, like. Uh, and that's not to no no discredit to Tarasenko, who I think was good for the Rangers here. I don't think anyone would say he wasn't, but they just couldn't help themselves. They probably should have went to patch the smaller holes they had and decided to just kind of top load it. And they had a team of full of players that just didn't want to work, didn't want it, didn't want to work. You know what I mean? So that's a problem. Yeah, no, it's a huge problem. And I agree with everything that you said there. I mean, it's just, it's typical New York Rangers. It's, it's, you know, I, I think, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the New York market becomes less desirable to play in, which, you know, hopefully makes it a little bit, you know, harder to bring in some of these guys that, you know, <clears throat> you know, might, you know, look at New York and be like, oh my God, I need to play here. Whereas, like, you got to actually, like, build your team around guys that, you know, you think are good for your organization. Like, everyone knew that Panarin wanted to be a New York Ranger. That's a problem because 
yeah, despite him being a very good hockey player, he's just really just doesn't have the DNA of what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. And, you know, obviously looking at these two teams that are in the finals right now, it's like, you know, you'd kill to have Eichel. You'd kill have you'd kill to have Kachuk. Like these are the players that like win championships now. You know, they're don't they're just uh- Sorry, not to cut you off, James. Don't look no. now, but uh, Patrick Waugh's uh, Quebec Remparts are up to the, the Memorial Cup finals tonight. Uh, yes. They're, the Quebec Remparts are up 2 nothing on Seattle, uh, I believe, in the second period. So if this holds out, uh, Patrick Waugh will have won the Memorial Cup and then interviews with the New York Rangers next week. So something to think about. Something to think about. <laughs> well... Let me ask you this, because I, I don't really yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. Like, and, you know, this we can almost wrap it up after this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, sure. The, the, what, what pedigree do you like? What do you give this in terms of his coaching ability? Like, is this some is this like his ability to coach these players or is he, you know, blessed with a roster? Like, I don't know. I don't have a gauge um, on Patrick Waugh. I mean, there is a yeah, part of me. It's that, hard like, to. Nothing to want, doesn't want anything to do with them. And then you said a couple of things, and I'm like, I'm ready to run through a wall for Patrick Waugh to get here. So I, I have like <laughs> so mixed feelings about this guy. Same. Well, you, you and me both, James, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I It's tough because, uh, you know, he his last stint in the NHL went pretty poorly. He didn't seem to have much of a system at the time or I mean in fairness you look if you look at the makeup of that team he had nothing not he had a young McKinnon and Duchesne and nothing else to work with yeah you know what I mean yeah you know it's just he didn't have a lot to work with uh but it also you know he was Patrick Waugh he was headstrong he would you know be a little bit too hands-on with his goaltenders you know what I mean because he was a goaltender uh it was definitely, yeah, it just didn't go well, his last in here. You know what I mean? So what, what? how are we to believe he's changed since then? Well, I mean, he's been coaching since then. So he's been coaching a long time, at least a relatively long time. And he's had some success at the junior level. I mean, you maybe you have to imagine. I, def, I definitely can guarantee uh, that he – whether it's enough is it not that what I'm saying. I'm not saying that means he's a good candidate. I definitely think he has improved as a coach since his stint here. He's been coaching longer. He's get he's gotten a little bit older. He's definitely you have to imagine he's learned something from that first stint. Does but that's the promise. Does he? Does you know? I I can't really speak to whether or not because watching junior hockey and trying to discern if they have a system is goddamn impossible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yeah. like QMJHL hockey, it just you know it's just the the execution just is not there compared to the NHL. You know, I mean, you see obviously teams that some teams that seem to have a semblance of a system, but that's the other thing. It's like, it seems like even at the especially the junior level, I think at that because everyone is so raw. I think it's like they're more it honestly seems like they're more interested in maximizing their players at that level if that makes any sense it's like if we bog it's like there's not enough discipline 
and they're not enough of a finished product to to act to really drill them down with systems. It you make suggestions and say, hey, like we got to do this or try to do this, but it's not like we're re- our greed groups are here and we're swinging here and you know F one, you know what I mean? It's like there's a little bit of that, but I don't think it's as I think it's less and less, and I think we it's been. It's basically what's been intimated by insiders and coaches. Honestly, coaches, they say, you know, with these younger guys, it's not so much systems. It's coaching the individual players. Um, there's a pretty fascinating uh, uh, Marty Martin San Luis was on Spit and Chicklets the other day and just talking to him about how, you know, how he coaches. And and he says a lot of it is that, you know, it's like, yeah, we have a system and things of that nature, but a lot of it is like just it's more like habits. It's like things to do in situations. You know what I mean? Like good habits, sticks and lanes is a good habit. You know what I mean? It's not system. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's stuff like that. But it's like at the same time, it's not like it's not like if he goes there, you got to go here. It's just like because, you know, the game is happened so fast and you're going to have to. It's sometimes you can't you can't just do something. It's not always the right thing to do something so it's just more about they want you to to play fast and loose but with good habits you know what i mean so and i think junior hockey is even more indicative of that they're just trying to maximize the raw talent these kids has as opposed to like if you try to it's it's not like an nhl team where they're they'll you know or an ahl team where you're just like you know what if you guys all just play to the system we're gonna win because it's just it's naturally just gonna fall apart just because they're kids and they're they're unfinished products so um, but it'll be interesting to, if, you know, I coming into his interview, just wanting a Memorial cup, wanting, just winning a Memorial cup. I do think gases his chances of landing this job. So we'll see. We will see. That's for sure. Um, all right. You got anything else? Um, no, not really. I mean, we just heard Patrick Kane had his hip scoped, right? He had a resurfacing or whatever. So he's going to be at six months, I believe. Uh, something to look out for. Does this help his chances of returning to the Rangers? Does he return on a favorable contract because he's coming off of a major hip surgery? Probably, you know, I mean, you know, the Rangers are cap strapped. So do I want the Rangers to gamble on Patrick Kane coming back from hip surgery? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously it's a different story. Eichel came back from the next fusion, but he's a much younger player. So, even uh, Patrick Kane, you know, if he somehow regains a modicum of, although I say what, it, yeah, obviously this year was bad and he was really hobbled, but what, he had 70-something points last year on a bad team. So, you know, obviously I think he's a player where you have to be careful with the mix because, listen, he is as, I think if if he's healthy, I do think offensively he is the player he has traditionally been. I think the problem is it just, it's just, he's just, it just, doesn't play defense. It just is what it is. You have to know that's what you're getting with him. You have to put him with players that are responsible. You put him with, you know, uh, you put him with the Artem mobs. You know what I mean? The guys who yeah. are going to just play a, a understated game and let him handle everything offensively. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see if that helps a reunion between him and the Rangers. We shall see. You know, you, you do wonder, does he... He did. I think he sold his house in, in his big house in in Chicago. So even get them getting Bedard, I don't know if that he necessarily wants to return after just leaving. You know what I mean? That would be kind of strange, especially because either the Rangers or Buffalo. To be honest, that's what I think. So, so we shall see. Um. So do you want to wrap this up with a game two prediction? 
Yeah, uh, I think Vegas takes it again. Okay. I really do. I really think. I think they. I think that if you look at their game plan, they have been the most successful of doing. You know, basically just. Uh, the Panthers are very good at their forwards driving and creating enough chaos to kind of they'll have someone drive the middle, but they'll also have other flanked by their other wingers. It's it's almost like three wingers, like, you know, it's usually it's like, you know, F1 and, and F3, like go and then F2 kind of hangs back, but they just, they all go to try to create space for each other. And, but uh, Vegas is very good at not just clogging up the middle, but it's like, it's not a situation where they, they're also, their D is pretty mobile despite how big they are. And they're also good at angling you off. So it's not like they're going to look, we'll take the middle, but we'll let them have the outside. It's like, no, we're, we take the, we block the middle. They try to take the outside. Then we angle them off. And then we, we basically execute the play. We finish it. You know what I mean? And then we get the puck going the other way. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, they're playing their game plan there. It looked like for the first time Vegas, uh, excuse me, Florida has been frustrating teams, all playoffs. I, I, it looked like they were frustrating. Vegas was frustrating them last night, which is not where you want to be. So, but listen, I, I think Florida, Florida can win at least one of these. You know, hell, they can maybe win the whole thing. But right now, I think Vegas takes game two. So, but hey, um, we, I guess we'll see. <laughs> then, yeah, I know you know better than take my advice. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.